Mindfulness Mode 453. When you tell your kid he's an inherent athlete or he or she is an inherent smart person or has an inherent capability, you make them less capable and liars. Hey, Mindful Tribe, welcome back to Mindfulness Mode. And you can get a free ebook, which is, it sums up the 12 most popular books that are recommended on my show. And you can go to mindfulnessmode.com forward slash top 12 books. And that is yours free. And today, I have a fascinating guest and he's talking about a a substance and a product that I've never heard before, but I was fascinated. He is a scientist. He's very, very knowledgeable. Sit back, relax, and enjoy today's interview with Chris Burris. Hey, Mindful Tribe, guess what? I have a mad scientist with me today. Well, not really. I'm just kidding. I have a fascinating guy with me today. He's an engineer. He's got an amazing product. He kind of bills himself a little bit as a mad scientist, and I don't know if it's just to get my attention or what that's about, but we're going to talk to Chris. I have Chris Burris here today. Hey, Chris, are you in mindfulness mode? I am in mindfulness mode. And Bruce, thank you so much for having me uh, on your show. I'm, I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm, I'm excited to talk to you because I know that you really believe in mindfulness, but I know you also have a lot of other interesting things to talk about. But what yes. does mindfulness mean to you anyway? What's it all about in your life? So, I, so I, was, I was very fortunate. I was listening to some of your previous podcasts, so I knew this question was coming. So um, one of the things that I think mindfulness has always meant to me is awareness and education right? So awareness about what's going on around you and most importantly inside of you and then education about understanding what that means, what that means about what's happening around you and also what that means about what's happening inside of you. Right. Well, it'd be good if we could just make sure that all those things that are happening were were positive and were yeah. helping us, helping us move forward, right? Yep. And of course, that's not always the case. A lot of times, you know, like we, we start uh, consuming some kind of a product like alcohol or a drug or or even using food to make us feel better. And yeah. then all of a sudden we're like, oh, that really didn't work for me. Yeah. At and the that, end of the day, it's not making you feel better. It's not making you feel healthier. So, yeah. so yeah, being being aware of why you're leaning towards whatever uh, alcohol or food uh, so that you can kind of get that under control and make sure at the end of the day, at the end of the month or the year that you're in a happier place. Very important. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it seems like mindfulness hinges around a lot of that. And of course, a lot of it is if you can really nail down what you're thinking yes, and, and then get in touch with your emotions and yep. be aware of your emotions, you can, you can control your life a lot more. You can have a lot happier life and a lot more productive life because you can make choices that make sense for you, right? Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I think um, uh, when you've got that kind of level-headed um, response, right? So you're controlling your emotions, then you're make, able to make decisions that are going to have positive impacts in your in your life for for sure. So, do you meditate? Is that part of your life, Chris? So, I used to meditate. Um, I meditated uh, when I was really young. I bought—I don't know if you know those those little grocery store booklets, like how oh, to yes. meditate. So, I bought that. I was—I was probably fourteen. Um, and I know, like, the goal of meditation is to get complete mental blankness, right? I think that's at least one of the goals, or maybe that was the goal in that grocery store handout. Um, and I know I got there once. I, you know, so you, the whole time I was meditating and I was concentrating on, you know, the blackness of, you know, not really my eyelids, but the blackness of whatever was there. And then there was a moment where I wasn't asleep, but I kind of came back and I hadn't had any thoughts for enough of a period of time for me to kind of go, wow, I just didn't have any thoughts. Um, and so, yeah, I think I think meditation is really important. It's 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 one of those things that's on my list that I that I should be doing, and then every now and then I'll do, and then it it, it tends to fall by the wayside. But I, I think meditation is an incredibly um, powerful tool. Well, it sounds like you were a pretty curious kid. Were you always like that? 
Always, like always. I, I was taken apart, uh, you know, ultimately I ended up with a mechanical engineering degree, but I was I was taking apart components, playing with electrical plugs, you know, to, to, to the concern of my parents. Um, I was just always trying to dissect and, re you know, put things back together and explore consciousness. My, my um, I'm trying to remember uh, the, the first book that was a self-help book uh, was really important to me. And it's Susan Jeffers is the name of it, um, is, is the name of the author. And wow, the, the, the title, I'm sure the title will come to me eventually, but it was about how you need to have a, a diverse collection of interests, right? Because if one piece of your life gets disrupted for whatever reason, if you have to move, my dad was in the Air Force, so I moved a lot. Uh, if you have to move or if you're no longer able to play soccer, I played soccer. If you've got this diverse collection of interests, then any one loss doesn't negatively, you know, horrendously impact your life. If all you do and everything you live and breathe is one piece, if that gets taken away, it can be really, really hard to readjust. Um, and so that, 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 really was a, a kind of the first book that kind of sent me on this journey of self-discovery, self-exploration, uh, um, and, you know, mindfulness. And then that journey also took you to discover a product called Carbon 60, right? Yeah. What is Carbon 60 and when was that discovered? All right. So Carbon 60 is the third, it's the most abundant of the third forms of carbon. So what I mean is everybody's familiar with diamond. Everybody's familiar with graphite, right? The graphite that's in your pencil. In 1985, a guy by the name of uh, Richard Smalley, won, who ultimately won the Nobel Prize, discovered the third form of carbon. Uh, and he called it fullerenes, right? So there's a whole gamut of molecules. The most abundant molecule in this fullerene class is C60. And C60 is basically 60 carbon atoms. They're in the shape of a soccer ball. If you imagine the lines on the soccer ball represent the bonds between the carbon atoms, you have this spherical molecule of carbon. And it was, like I said, discovered in 1985. Dr. Smalley went on to win the Nobel Prize in 1996, only 11 years after the discovery. And that's that's an incredibly short time frame. Usually it's like 30, 40, 50 years after your discovery that the Nobel Committee comes back and says, hey, that was really important. Sometimes it's after the research has passed on. Um, in this case, it was 11 years because it was really clear uh, to the scientific community that this discovery was incredibly important. So it seems that this discovery, apparently, if human beings take it, it can prolong life. Is that right? Well, yeah. So in the beginning, it was just, you know, we, we used to joke, um, people would ask, you know, I tell my friends and family what I do, I, I, I make this buckyballs, right? And they're like, well, what's that used for? And, and the ongoing description was, well, it's really good for funding. <laughs> if you're a researcher and you want to get funded, you write a proposal about fullerenes and carbon 60, a recently, you know, Nobel Prize winning uh, uh, product or, or, or compound, uh, and then you got funded, right? So that was kind of the running joke. Um, Buckyballs are really good in almost every application. They use them, in, they're actually harder than a diamond. They'll actually turn into a diamond if you compress them, you know, anisotropically. Um, they're big enough for any atom on the periodic chart to sit, fit inside of it. So, um, so all of these varied applications, and that's really was our mindset from when we started the company in 1991 until about 2012. Uh, all of this was kind of research and and really physical, practical applications, with the understanding that it would have medical uh, applications, but that what it really hit was a, a toxicity study in 2012, right? Um, and so I can talk a little bit about that toxicity study. Um, okay. So, are, you yeah. are, you, are you familiar with benzene? Like, so there's a thing called a benzene ring and it's pretty ubiquitous in, in our society. Basically it's the foundation of most medicines, right? Benzene in itself is actually toxic. So you, you like, you don't want it around you in general, but it's in, so look around your office, everything that's plastic, is founded on the benzene ring. Most medicines are founded on the benzene ring. So this is an incredibly important um, molecule in our society, right? The benzene ring. Well, the scientists 
scientific community and, and most people believe that buckyball is like a 3D version of that benzene ring. And so if that benzene ring is as important as it actually is, uh, then this 3D version of the benzene ring uh, that's why Dr. Smalley won the Nobel Prize so quickly, like, wow, this is going to be really important. Um, and if we're going to be using it in solar cells or or batteries or any sort of different application, we need to know about the toxicity level, right? Because we got to do these toxicity studies. So in 2012, uh, a university in Paris, they published a, a peer-reviewed published uh, peer-reviewed study, and that study was a toxicity study of C60 with rats. Uh, in that study, they gave one set of rats water, one set of rats olive oil, and one set of rats olive oil with C60. Uh, and, and again, when you do a toxicity study, you don't just give a little bit to them and kind of monitor if they get a little ill. You actually get a lot because you're trying to figure out, is it toxic at all first? And then you kind of back down from there to understand okay. like how toxic, like what, to what's the levels of toxicity, right? Those rats in that study, they didn't die early. They actually lived 90% longer than the control group. Right. So a typical Worcester rat dies at about 32 months and dies with tumors. It's kind of a known genetic version of it's a, it's the test rat and it dies with tumors at about 32 months. The rats that were given olive oil and C60, um, they actually died at 62 months. Their average was 62 months. In fact, they killed the last rat. They didn't let it die of natural causes. They euthanized it is a much better way an appropriate way to say Um not only that, even though they had lived twice as long as the control rats, none of those rats had tumors. So we've got this toxicity study, and they've lived 90% longer. And it turns out that this is the single longest longevity experiment on mammals known to man. So, wow, that's, that's I think, answers your question about this is a, this is a, a material that is going to have profound is already having profound and is going to have profound effects on on human health wow yeah i guess it's wow so <laughs> so so this study how how big was the study how well respected is the study so oh. it, it is definitely so i've got a, a director of research who basically said this study could have been five this this publication could have been five separate studies in one so they took these rats and they gave them carbon tetrachloride and looked for the protective effects of c60 which were significant um and then they extended this think of think about this and and, and i have to say kudos to the, the professor who made this decision, he's doing a toxicity study at 32 months, right? So that's the lifespan of the rats. As long as all these C60 olive oil rats have lived that long, you can pretty much say it's non-toxic, right? You don't need to continue to run this experiment, let alone run it for another two complete years, right? So they ran it for more than two years uh, and ultimately came up with this publication. So kudos to him. That's, you know, it is an expensive and long-term study that, wow, I, I can only imagine he was coming to work every day and going, are they all still alive? Yeah. <laughs> are they all, yep, they're all there. Now, you ask the size of the study. It is one of the concerns that people have about the study. Um, it was six rats in the, in the water group, six rats in the olive oil group, and six rats in the olive oil with C60 group. So it is a pretty tight um, frame. One of the things I kind of share with people, yes, yes, we would have liked to have a larger group, but all the C60 rats, they didn't start dying about the time that the water rats did, and then slowly some of them lasted a really, really long time, right? If you had one outlier, by the way, having a 90% outlier is crazy, right? And we didn't have one 90% outlier. We had a batch of six that were 90% outliers uh, from the typical Worcester rat age. So yes, it's a it's a smaller study. We're currently uh, getting quotes uh, to reproduce this rat study and and to better understand the dosing as it relates to um, our, our product in in, a, in olive oil. So what are the side effects of this product besides the fact that apparently it makes mammals live longer? So. Um, that's a great question. Uh, we are required. Uh, so, so this is probably a good time to, to, to segue. So in 2012, the study came out. Um, in 2013, we started getting phone calls for how much in a dose, right? Because people saw this study. They're like, I want to take it. Um, 
And we were, you know, we had this like nanomaterial scientist hat on, we're selling it, you know, for research purposes, it's going into batteries, it's going into solar cells. And even though the literature was clear that it was safe, I mean, you've got a doubling of life, that's not a toxic material, there's no material that's ever been found to be toxic in the future, that doubled the lifespan of rats, that just doesn't happen. Um, but our, our mindset, and, and we're, our reticence to going down this kind of supplement, put it in your body path uh, was so high that we actually added not for human consumption to our labeling. Um, so that happened in 2013. Um, fast forward to 2017, uh, a, a guy with a YouTube following, a big YouTube following, he talks about finances, talks about Bitcoins, ended up talking about the benefits he was getting from taking uh, our product in olive oil. Um, actually, I think he was taking it in MCT oil, but our product in MCT oil. And so he's, he's, he's talking about this and the industry sells out. Now we're the largest manufacturer and distributor of the raw product. So we never actually ran out of the material, uh, but the industry ran out um, and our sales started going up, right? We came into 2018, we still had not for human consumption on our bottles and, and we had to do kind of, here we are, Nana, like I'm as, as a skeptical as anyone out there in your audience, right? So we've got this test. It's a pretty phenomenal test. You can't, you can, you can argue study size. There's not much that you can argue about this test um, unless your argument is like abject fraud, but it's a peer reviewed published study, right? From a respected scientist. Um, and so we uh, coming into 2018, I was like, are we what are we going to do with this? Do we really want to go down this path that we weren't, you know, that seems to have chosen us. Uh, and for me, there were two criteria, one of them was uh, a moral decision, right? So I take the product, I get benefits from the product. Um, my wife takes the product, I'm comfortable, Bruce, I'm comfortable sending you a bottle, I'm comfortable selling it to you, because I feel that it's safe, I really legitimately feel that it's safe. So that's one very important piece. And then the next piece is uh, legal, right? So here in the States, uh, you got the FDA and the FTC, and we're on the right side of both of those organizations. And so, so yeah, we're really good. Um, and I did that whole segue because if we have any adverse re reports, right, adverse effects uh, reports, then or side effects, we are legally obligated to report those to the FDA. That's that's really the only requirement that we're sitting with with the FDA right now, um, and uh, and we haven't had to report anything. Basically, the only things people will say is uh, our product is in olive oil. A good olive oil will leave like a peppery flavor at the back of your throat. Um, I don't know if you appreciate olive oils, uh, but they'll leave a peppery flavor, and some people don't like that, right? So mm. are we Americans and I think Canadians have a, 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 a kind of uh, less spicy uh, palate in general. Um, so we'll get that complaint. The good, the good, I, the good thing about it is just a simple sip of water or a little bit of bread, and that goes away. It's not like this medicine-y flavor that you can't get rid of for hours. Um, and then, uh, and then the other complaint is like your, the typical dose is a teaspoon uh, of our product in olive oil, and so that's a lot of olive oil for some people, and so it might not sit well on their on their uh, on their stomachs. But other than that, there are no reported side effects of C60. So what benefits are you enjoying from this, Chris? Okay, so before I go into benefits, I have a legal obligation to let you know the FDA hasn't evaluated anything that I've said or am, I'm going to say, um, and this product is not intended to treat, diagnose, cure, or prevent any disease, right? It just hasn't doesn't have the human trial research for us to make those claims. But I can talk about um, the reported benefits that we're getting, I'm getting, et cetera. So I had a pain in my knee. I actually started taking the product in earnest in, in the beginning of 2018. The pain in my knee is gone. Um, I talk about mental clarity uh, and better sleep. One of the consistent reports for from most of our um, uh, uh, clients is better sleep, and that can and it can run the range of like um, one of one of our clients uh, said she could never get to sleep before one a.m. And now is going to sleep at 10 p.m., right, which was, I think, her target. Then I've got a, a business coach who said, for 50 years, I've needed an alarm clock. As soon as I started, started taking C60, uh, I no longer needed an alarm clock. I was waking up before the alarm clock. So, um, 
And what's really interesting, I don't know, so mindfulness, uh, you've probably done a podcast or two on sleep. Or I'm, yes, I'm yes, we have, yeah. And, and, and I think we have this, um, as a society, we have this kind of uh, hand-waving understanding that uh, sleep is good for your mental, physical, and emotional well-being. I'm reading a book or just finished a book called Why We Sleep, phenomenal book, incredibly scary about what happens when we don't sleep. Mm -hmm. And really, all the testimonials that we were getting for our product could be explained just simply by you getting better sleep, right? So there are people who are feeling less inflammation, better kind of arthritis repair, cardiovascular uh, improvements, um, mental clarity. Um, there's been some reports of uh, improvements in, in patients who have dementia, improvements of patients who have Alzheimer's, like all of these things could be improved simply by better sleep. Um, and sleep is a, is a challenge. I think there's somebody in, in the, some important person somewhere in the world has said that sleep is, you know, the epidemic that we need to solve in, in this next century. Um, and the current solutions tend to be like, let's, let's give people um, a medication that actually doesn't, it turns out it doesn't allow them to sleep. It just knocks them out. They're like, unconscious, you're not getting your REM sleep, you're not getting your in REM sleep. And so it's not really adding any value to you. Um, those products are typically given right before you go to sleep. Our product, you can actually take it in the morning and experience better sleep at night. Right. So it's having like a some sort of fun and we don't know the mechanism. We do know it's a, it's a great antioxidant and it's a great anti inflammatory. And those are the two current theories about aging in general. Um, we know those things, but we don't know the mechanism. Um, you know, and we don't even have a study that says it's in fact better sleep. It's just lots of testimonials about better sleep. And, and does anybody report that it lifts their mood or changes their mood in any way? Absolutely. So I, I, I had a lady who, who called me. Uh, I like to take phone calls, a couple of phone calls a week and have conversations with our customers. And, and I'm always asking, like, what benefits are you getting? By the way, when they tell me their benefits, the more crazy they are, um, the more like I'm still very skeptical. Like it's not you know, I'm, I'm the scientist in me is like, I want to, uh, we need a study for that, right? Well, you know, whatever it is. So it's improved my hair growth. Well, we need a study for that. There's actually a rat study that that shows that um, it's improved my mood. It's improved my, we need studies for all of these things. So I'm as skeptical as everybody in your, in your audience. Um, this lady shared with me that, uh, that her son used to go to the hospital for mental illness uh, four or five times a year. And since she's been on C60, he hasn't gone. Um, so when you talk about mood lifting, um, there are certainly some strong testimonials to that effect. So you honestly believe that human beings will live a lot longer as a result of taking this as well. Then I, is that true? I, I think that it's highly probable. So, and here's where I, where, where I would kind of hang, hang my hat on that. Um, I've been ever since we've really kind of said, okay, we're going to go into this market and, and we've asked ourselves the questions that, that make, you know, moral yes. And then legal. Yes. Uh, I've been on a quest to understand this one question, how much of this kind of medical research do you do on a rat that doesn't apply to humans? Right. Because everyone will be like, oh, you did the study on a rat. And then like, here we are and we're in humans and that's totally different. But there's a reason that we do the study on rats. Right. I don't know. This is just kind of interesting. We are closer genetically with rats than rats are with mice. Right. Very counterintuitive. You're like, oh, mouse, rat, they should be the same, but they're actually closer to us. And I asked a professor at the University of DePaul this exact question. All he does is rat studies and mice studies and I was like, so what is this? Th there's a number, right? We know that there's a number. It's it's either 10% or 90%. And we would assume it's more in the 90s because every time you're about to go into a human trial, you always do a rat study first, right? That's You can't even get to a human trial if you haven't done a rat study. So you hope that it's pretty high and you just wonder how high. So he said, here's here's there's a one case study that people hold up their hand and say, here's the reason that you shouldn't interpret rat studies as applicable to humans. And the case study is it was a fertility drug 
and they did the test in the rats and, and increased the fertility. And then when they started giving it to humans, it had adverse effect on the fetuses. And they're like, so there you go. You should never just take a rat study and apply it to humans. Well, it turns out, had they examined the fetuses of the rats, they would have not given it to humans, right? So uh -huh. it was a misguided structure um, of the experiment and the interpretation of the results that led them to do this. It wasn't the fact that when you do something with a rat, it doesn't apply to humans. And my take on his, like, literally I'm asking him, like, what, where does, where is it not applicable? And what he shares with me is a story that is, in fact, actually applicable had they looked right. at the fetuses and the rats. So it's, it's almost a one-to-one -one mapping. If it works in rats, it, it's going to work in humans, almost one-to-one. -one. I've never heard actually of a case, like, in fact, the case that they hold up their hand to say this is the proof, it was just the wrong study. It wasn't that it didn't apply. Right. That's very interesting. Right. So, so it helped you with your knee, you said. You yes. had pain in your knee. Yep. Do you have reports from other people that it helps with chronic pain? Yes. What, yes, absolutely. So um, uh, my, my dentist talks about a back pain. I actually have a video testimonial on, on, uh, on the SES website of him talking about how his back pain was relieved. And he also talked about uh, a, a better sleep. Um, arthritis pain is consistent. I've got a bodybuilder who is on his arthritis pain. And then a lot of what happens is reasonably subtle, right? So if you get one extra hour of sleep tonight, you won't like, okay, sometimes I get one extra, some of my items I get less. Other people are like two, two extra or two less or four, you know. Um, but that might, you might not really notice that, right? Um, I, there was a guy, so we're, our, our location here in Houston uh, is warehouse and office. Um, we don't really have a storefront, but if you're in Houston, you can come by and pick up the product, right? And so I, there was a guy who was coming in. I recognized him because I was here. He, I was actually here working on a Sunday and he knocked on the door and it was like our first kind of walk-in customer. And like, he was like, do you have, it's felt like, you know, a, 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 an in the alley seems like, do you have C60? And like, well, right. yes, we do. Can I buy it? And I'm like, I, yes, I need to do figure out how to like run a transaction. <laughs> yes. So I remember him and he was in and it turns out it was his third purchase and we were running a special for three bottles at the time. And so I was like, so tell me like, what, what kind of benefits are you getting? And he, and he, he said, well, I haven't really noticed anything. And in my head, I'm going, wait a minute, you're making a third purchase and you're purchasing three bottles. Um, I mean, there is one explanation. The rats live longer in the study, right? So if yes. you're looking for no immediate benefits and you just want to live longer, this is probably your best shot, right? Because right. all the other literature doesn't, you know, I don't know if you know this, the next best way to live longer, you can get about a 10 to 15% extension in life if you starve yourself almost half to death. <laughs> Who wants That's to not going to that? be fun, Chris. Yeah, that's this, not going to be fun. Chris, don't don't market that product. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, um, so then I just we had this kind of moment of silence, and then he goes, "Well, so uh, does it help with arthritis?" And I'm like, "Again, you know, FDA hasn't evaluated it, but we have a number of customers have said yes, it helps with arthritis." And he goes, "Well, my knuckles, my arthritis, and my knuckles is feeling a lot better." And I had I used to have this like click click noise in my knee and and that's gone away i'm like well okay that's that sounds good uh and then he said well and i'm and i started jogging again i hadn't jogged in like four years and i'm about to go on like my eighth jog you know in in, in as many not days but you know within the last month or so and i'm like okay well i feel like that's that's significant and then he goes and i'm feeling less stressed at my job and i'm like okay and he was like very clear he said the work is the same, like nothing, like the bosses is the same, nothing's changed at work, but I feel less stressed about my job. By the way, again, all of these things could just be an artifact of better sleep, right? Like yes, less yes. stress, re reduced inflammation, your body's, you're sleeping well, so your body's healing itself. And so um, I tell that story because sometimes the effects are pretty subtle and people kind of have to be prompted, you know, are you sleeping better? Well, you know, I am getting an extra hour of sleep. And when I wake up, I feel, you know, like I have more energy. And, and so it's not like this, take it and you feel like Superman thing. Um, 
uh, I was talking to a marketing company and like, you know what your product needs is like, you need something so that when they take it, something happens immediately. And then like, maybe you should put a laxative or something in it. So like you, <laughs> you have a, a an experience on that first try. I'm like, well, I'm trying to stay with the natural product here. I want like, yeah. I want to, we don't need to do that. We just have to kind of educate the public about what they might see. And most importantly, again, if you're hoping to live longer, um, there's no study that's more powerful than, than, than the current rat study. Right. So this is pretty interesting, you know, from a viewpoint of mindfulness, because I think that, you know, we all want certain things in our life, you know, we want better health, we want to be able to think more clearly and, and all that kind of thing. But okay, so if we end up living another uh, 30 years or something like that, there's the whole mindset that goes along with that. Yeah. How, how are you going to feel, Chris, if you are 130 years old and most of the other people left on earth are all in their, you know, 70s and younger or 80s and younger? Well, so uh, hopefully I can recruit a lot more people <laughs> <laughs> to join me. By the way, yeah. uh, a, a, qu a simple, quick calculation, 90% uh, extension of life. And oh, and I got to tell this, but a 90% extension in life gets you to about 152 as the average age for, for, for a human. Um, right. So, wow, we're out there. The other thing that's really interesting in that original rat study, no rats got any doses until month 10. So they were alive and without, uh -huh. you know, water, olive oil, or olive oil with C60 for 10 months. Right. I mean, obviously they had water because they need to stay alive. Um, but, you know, the dosing that they were given was water. So at month 10, they got their first dose. They actually dosed them every day for the first two weeks. So they had this, we kind of call it a saturation phase. So they had this dosing every day for uh, the first two weeks. And then their last dose was given at month 17. So even though they were only given doses from month 10 to 17, typical rat dies at 32 months. Okay. The olive oil rats died at 62 months. So we don't okay. know, in fact, obviously we're recreating this experiment and we won't be stopping, right? We won't start, we might start, we're still debating internally, do we wanna start at 10 months? Um, we might start earlier um, and we won't stop at 17 months. We're just gonna keep giving them the product from you know whatever the start date until, until they pass. So what would the equivalent be in a human of 10 months in a rat? Um, you know, I've done this calculation and I don't remember it off of the top of my head. I'll have to, I would have to look at my notes. It's so 10 months, I believe is after puberty for the rats. And then, so maybe, you know, maybe from, uh, 21 to 32 ish or something like that. Mm -hmm. Okay. So we know how a human being looks if they're say 80 years old. Yep. So if a human being is going to be like 150 years old, are we going to have like 10 times more wrinkles and we're going to look like really like gross people and all this kind of thing or what? So, so, yeah. Does everything just keep drooping further and further down? Yes. Um, well, this may be the time for, you know, if we're going to live a lot longer and there are going to be new kind of needs, maybe you and I should go become plastic surgeons, right? Because uh, they're going to have a lot more clients. We're going to, we certainly are going to live long enough to go through the process of becoming a plastic surgeon. Um, one of the things that we are getting reports of um, is is kind of better skin, so looking and and it looking younger, you know, less wrinkles. Mm -hmm. um, and I've got some some testimonials actually on our Google My Business page, right? So these are people submitting stuff not to us, not filtered by us, but actually out there uh, provided by themselves. Um, and so it's hopeful. One of the things that wasn't in that original rat study was you know, were the rats lethargic? So there's no talk about these rats. Yes, they're living longer, but you know, from month 32 to 62, they sat in a corner, right? Right. You know, ostensibly they lived normal rat lives uh, for this extent, you know, 90% longer life. And so, you know, you would think whatever you're doing inside of the body that helps you to live that much longer, um, probably is helping you feel and and have the energy that lets you live longer and you know more energy is certainly something that we uh that gets reported all, all the time 
Right. Oh, okay. That's interesting. More energy. So where do we find you online, Chris? Okay. So you can find us uh, on our website, myvitalc.com. Okay. And if, if you'd want, you know, it, it would be cool to put together a, a, a coupon code for your listeners. Um, and I don't know, we could do mindfulness if that's the coupon code that you would like. Yes, uh, that'd be great. Yeah, mindfulness. Okay. So we'll do mindfulness, uh, and that'll give them, uh, anyone who uses that coupon code, uh, a $15 off of the purchase. Basically, if you go to that website, myvitalc.com, uh, at the bottom of the page, the product sells for ninety nine ninety five, but you can get on subscription for just seventy four ninety five, and um, you can cancel that at any time. So, you know, if you just want to try one body, bottle, I still recommend do subscription. Um, we have about an eighty percent retention rate uh, going into month two on subscriptions because of mm-hmm. the experiences that people are having. So, um, get on subscription, but you can cancel it at any time. Okay, and I'll speak up and say I've never taken the product. I'm not endorsing it in any way. I don't know how it would, how I would enjoy taking it or not. You know, yeah. But uh, it's it's fascinating to me, and it's fascinating from a mindfulness perspective. I think the thing is. I think that it has been proven already that if we get up and we get active and we stay active, that we'll we'll maintain some of our usefulness. Yes. Don't you think so? Oh, absolutely. I think I, I think that's very true. And, you know, I think I think most people, you know, I've, I have times where I'm exercising on a regular basis and I feel better and then I'm not exercising as well. And I feel like I feel lethargic. I feel older surprise and then i get back Mm -hmm. into my exercise regime and i feel younger and i I don't that's not just a a feeling in my head i think it's actual well one yes a brain feeling and also um uh you know a physical feeling of well-being that's actually uh, manifesting because of of the activity that i'm involved in so so yeah i think um i think yeah be active and 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 you'll live longer and and at a minimum you'll you'll be doing stuff (laughs) Uh, Chris, I always ask a question about bullying on my show. And with your product being the kind of product that kind of makes people sit up and take notice, but not everybody is all, not everybody's going to be completely joyous about hearing this news because of various reasons. Because a lot of us will just say, you know, this is BS. Yeah. This doesn't make sense. This yeah. couldn't be real. Yeah. This, there's no possible way this could be real. Have you ever been bullied in your business? Have you ever, ever experienced, you know, this kind of kickback where you really had to use mindfulness in order to just kind of keep going and and keep staying the course? A- absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and it's a kind of a maybe a, a little bit longer story, uh, but I'll jump into it. And, and you, it might not surprise you that it has to do with YouTube comments. Uh, <laughs> so yeah. so basically, there's a there's a guy out there who sells C60 and I'm doing the quote symbol here, C60 and sunflower seed oil. And okay. we ordered his product. And the first thing that we did with the product is we filtered it. So the product looks like a black murky kind of something like you wouldn't actually want to ingest. Okay. Um, and we filtered it through a, a 20 micron filter. And what came out on the other side of the filter was clear sunflower seed oil, right? So if you bought a brand new bottle of sunflower seed oil and you filtered this guy's product, you'll have the exact same color of material. So that doesn't sound important now, but I can tell you when you put our product, see 60 into that sunflower seed oil, it turns purple. Oh. And if you've run our purple solution through a filter, it comes through purple. Because just like imagine, you know, the difference between sugar and sand and water, if you filter it, all the stuff, all the sand will stay on top of the filter, but the sugar will go through in solution, right? right. So the purple, if there's C60 in solution, will go through the filter. So basically it's carbon junk as selling it as C60. And people are talking about some health benefits of this. And and all of my videos are like, look, if you're getting health, like you got to listen to your body first, right? And if this is doing good for you, I'm not trying to say don't take it. All I'm saying is, and I kind of have to do this for our industry, is it's not C60. It's just not. And 
a lot of people, I, I feel like that, that, that what I described as the study, I did this video where I, where I did this filtration and the kind of vitriol that came back to that video was like, why does that even prove that it's C60 and, and who are you to decide? And, you know, you've got, you're horrible because you're selling a product that was once, you know, in contact with solvents and, and it took a whole lot, uh, you know, uh, it took a lot of whole whole lot of composure to kind of write back these very level-headed, very mindful responses to these people because uh, they they just you know they just don't know, and it, it can be frustrating that some people don't know. And I think the biggest thing about mindfulness is know that your reaction to other people is about you, and their reaction to you is about them. It's not about you. So if if they're angry at you for something you did, it's not it may not even have anything to do with what you did and certainly most probably doesn't have to do with why you actually did it. It's more to do with their interpretation of what happened and how that plays into their own story. And so so when you understand that, you know, I've 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 had people insult me um, to a pretty high degree on YouTube and I'm like that I don't, you know, your kind of gut reaction is, oh, I need to like defend myself and they're wrong and, you know, uh, you know, throw out the accolades that I have and, and, and really you just go back and say, welcome, well, that's not really relevant to this discussion. Um, here's the reason that the solution is supposed to be purple and, you know, and, and it's not. And so again, if it's healthy for you, keep taking it, but don't believe that you're taking this, you are not taking the same product that was used in that original study. And, and, right. and so that story kind of serves pr two purposes. One is about mindfulness. And then the other one is like in our industry, there are people who are selling products that, that don't actually have uh, our product in it. And how can the ordinary consumer even know? Like, I mean, whether they're ordering your product or, or CBD oil or anything else, how can they know if there's any of that real product in that oil that they have received? So I'll give you kind of the sarcastic answer, which is they could go buy an HPLC. That's a high performance <laughs> yeah, liquid yeah. chromatography. They could spend $3,000 on their own column. They need yeah. to buy actually some uh, hexane, which in general we already talked about. You don't want to have, uh, or benzene. Uh, hexane is a, like a benzene derivative with all the H, H's on it. You need to get some hexane um, and then you need to like run your own tests and it's 340 nanometers is the right wavelength, right? So that's the, the sarcastic answer because <laughs> that's really what you need to do uh, or you've just got to go to a reputable company. And, you know, are we a reputable company? We've been doing it since 1991. Really, we've been selling in research to institutions around the world uh, since 1991. Like our pedigree is research and delivering value to research. By the way, there's some of the, the most stringent individuals on the planet when it comes like because they it turns out they actually do have an HPLC <laughs> so when we sell the material the first thing they do is run it through their HPLC to kind of confirm that material and so um, so you want to you know you want to go with a reputable company that's that's probably the best way uh, to ensure that you're getting the, the right stuff and we do sell uh, uh, the raw material our product to other uh, organizations that put it in oil and they'll put it in some different oils um, and, uh, and and so you know we're happy to share with anybody who calls us hey you could also buy from them or them uh, because they're they're they're, they're a, a legitimate organization using the, the real product. Yeah, it's, it's pretty fascinating. It really is. Well, I want to ask you this. Um, you know, you uh, you sent me a flyer and on the flyer you're dressed up with a lab coat. And, you know, there's kind of a little joke there about the mad scientist, but you're not really a mad scientist kind of thing. And uh, I'm thinking, like, why did you decide to market yourself that way? Because doesn't that open you up for people kind of ridiculing you or people thinking that you are just kind of not being serious about the whole topic well um so that's a that's a good point and and really that that are that um the process of coming up with that document was was a company that i hired to help get on shows like yours and uh, and they put this together in and they had you know i one trust them to have some sort of ideas about what will get people like you bruce to to be consider um consider having me on the podcast um but I, it was collaborative i'm not tossing this out on them it's collaborative i think that um 
uh, I also own a company that's a marketer. So marketing is something that that is through through and through in my thought process, like what are we doing from a marketing perspective? And I think, um, you know, there are things that are important. I am I am a scientist, I have built the equipment that was the equipment used to deliver the first commercial quantities of carbon nanomaterials to research institutions around the world. I am a scientist. Before we started the uh, the podcast, we were chatting and there are people who have PhDs and their PhDs are based on building the equipment that I've built, you know, 10 times over uh, in our in our warehouse. And so I, I am a scientist. And I think that's I think that's important. And, and like even in my approach to are we going to sell a supplement and what do I do with these testimonials? How, how much faith do I give in testimonials and how much like, do I push the product that it does this? It does that. My, my verbiage is very intentional about, Hey, you know, here's what people have reported. We don't know how it's working. We don't know why it's working, you know, test it, give us feedback. Um, I'm, I'm not saying it's guaranteed to work for you. Um, but you know, approach it from a scientific perspective. So I think that's part of it. Um, doesn't everybody like to chat with a mad scientist? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> I think I think we all need a little bit of humor in our life too. I think uh, I think we need to laugh as we move forward in our interview. I want to ask you five quick answer questions, Chris. Uh-oh. The first one is this: Who is one person who has kind of influenced mindfulness in your life? Uh, Patrick Wannis, and uh, he's he's one of my best friends. Uh, he and and we mentioned I, you and I spoke with, about him a little bit. Um, he is an author, a human behavior expert, uh, and he's created a process called SRTT, Subconscious Rapid Transformation Technique. So that would be Patrick Wannis. Okay, so you seem like a pretty level-headed, sort of friendly guy next door kind of guy. How has mindfulness affected your emotions so you can stay grounded? So um, I think, you know, what we talked about earlier in the podcast is knowing, and again, this kind of knowledge or the the fact that it's deep-seated in me comes from my conversations, many conversations with Patrick. Tell me how breathing is part of your mindfulness. Um. I'm not, I'm not sure. I, so I, I do this, my, my son, um, has ADHD, right. And, and it was really tough for me to kind of go down this path and, you know, define that he has ADHD that w- it wasn't comfortable with me. So he'll get in these states. It's really kind of a mindset state. And so I'll grab him and do slow breathing with him to really change his state. Like even last night when I was putting him to bed, he was just totally wired up. And I started doing breathing uh, with him to kind of get him to calm down. So I know it's, I know it's something, it's a tool that's available to me uh, uh, to, to, to calm down for sure. And I can tell you on one podcast I did before they, before the podcast started, he was like, all right, let's take three deep breaths together. And I was like, that was so calming and, and useful because, you know, often guests are nervous coming into a podcast or you're nervous because of the, who the guest may be or whatever. Sure. So um, very cool. Uh, yeah, breathing, breathing can, is a great way uh, to get control over your emotions. Chris, if you could recommend a book somehow related to mindfulness, what would that be? Um, so there's a book, I think it's called Mindset. Okay. Yes. And, and, and maybe people have recommended it before the, 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 and, and, and I think one of the uh, Freakonomics or that kind of genre of books even referenced studies that were mentioned in Mindset. And that book is, is phenomenal. What it teaches is, um, the, I love the study that they did. They took two groups of kids with a study that it reported in the book. They took two groups of kids and they gave these two groups of kids a test. And those kids, and it was an easy test. So all the kids did well on this test. One group of kids, they said, wow, you are so smart. You did so good on this test. And the other group of kids, they said, wow, you must work really hard. You did really good on this test. And then they continued with those kids. And from time to time, they'd give them a harder test and an easier test and a harder test and an easier test. And what they found was those group of kids that they told were smart. So like more like an inherent trait did worse. They would get on a harder test and they would just quit because it was hard and they're smart. So this is even too hard for a smart person to do. But the kids they had told worked hard, actually worked harder and did better on the tests. And they had one extra component of this study, which I find fascinating is 
all of these kids were given a pen pal, whoever created this part of the studies of genius, were given a pen pal and they could report to their pen pal their grades. The oh. smart kids lied about their grades. Interesting. So when you tell your kid he's an inherent athlete or he or she is an inherent smart person or has an inherent capability, you make them less capable and liars. <laughs> oh, that's fascinating. Right? So with that children, really I have nine-year-old twins. You know, my conversations aren't, oh, great, you got an A. You're so smart. It's, oh, great, you got an A. You must have worked really hard on that. And, um, you know, make sure you work hard because, you know, always work hard. It's I praise them for working hard and being diligent about the effort that they put forth because um, there's nothing wrong with getting a B as long as you're working hard and learning, right? I'm, Interesting. I'm, I'm an entrepreneur since 1991. Uh, my ultimate success is not because I'm a kind of a smart guy. It's because I'm I'm going to work hard repeatedly, you know, over sure. and over and over again. The hard work you did on the right things, of yeah. course. Yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. Yeah. And my last question, uh, I just have to get you to be really quick with this. Okay. Is there an app at all that you could recommend that can help with mindfulness? I don't, that you know I don't really have an app that 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 okay. i use for mind mindfulness no okay um my vital c.com that's yes. where we can find your product and can you deliver can you send that to any country does we, it have to be we can actually send it to any country and and bruce what i'd like to do if if you're interested i can send you a couple bottles and maybe we can reschedule and you can talk about um from a mindfulness perspective what what things you've noticed Yes, I would love that. I would love to try it. Okay, well, I'll get I'll get that sent up to you. Um, and then, yeah, we can we can ship to any anywhere in the world. Um, I think there's a couple of countries, but you know, we can we can coordinate with you and figure out how to get it. Often, people are traveling there or something. And awesome. Yeah, can, and my listeners can use the the code mindfulness. Yes. And get you didn't you say get a discount on it? Yeah. So uh, basically, again, if you go to myvitalc at the dot com at the bottom of the page, you could get one bottle for ninety nine, or go ahead and get on subscribe. You can cancel at any time for $74.95. Um, and then if you use the coupon code mindfulness, uh, you'll get $15 off of that, that first order. Oh, that's great. Well, it's been a lot of fun talking to you, Chris. Same here, Bruce. Yeah, I've really enjoyed it. And uh, yeah, I'll look forward to receiving those, those bottles from you. Excellent. We'll get them out to you. Okay. Thanks, Chris. Bye now. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us today on Mindfulness Mode. For show notes for every episode, check out mindfulnessmode.com and type the guest name or the episode number into the search bar. You can also go mindfulnessmode.com slash whatever episode number you like. If you've enjoyed this podcast, you could help us out by subscribing to Mindfulness Mode wherever you listen, whether it's on iTunes or Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, so many places you can hear Mindfulness Mode. So hit subscribe and share because that truly helps our show. And remember what I mentioned at the top of the show about the 12 must-read mindfulness books. Any one of these books can definitely change your life just like they have for the featured guests I've had on my show. All of these books have been recommended. They're the 12 most recommended books on Mindfulness Mode. Download this free gift at mindfulnessmode.com slash top 12 books. So remember, subscribing and sharing helps keep mindfulness mode on the air. Till next time, Mindful Tribe, use what we've learned today to reach new heights of calm, focus, and happiness. Stay in the mode.